Shall we do a podcast? Sure. No cute pre-roll this week. Vinny says I should uh, live stream the podcast to Facebook from my laptop microphone. <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible idea. But it's if a- you want to, I don't care. It's just you. <laughs> they get to look at you. It'll pick you up. Well, yeah, but they'll just be looking at you. Yeah, that's probably how they always want it. Oh. Burn. Sick burn. I don't know if it was a sick burn. It's not. It's 100% not true. <laughs> okay, I think this should work. All right, let's do a podcast. Yay. And we're done. <laughs> Who's uh, going to play the part of Dylan? Is it going to be you or me? Um, I, You know, does anybody have to play the part of Dylan? That's kind of an irreplaceable character. It's true. It's true. We'll get Meryl Streep in here. She can do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember what movie it was, but I was trying really hard one time to remember Meryl Streep's name, and I just couldn't. And we were like in a car. We couldn't look it up for some reason. And I would have have bet $100 that her name was Helen something. I don't know. Well, well, there's Helen Mirren. It was not Helen Mirren I was thinking of, though. It was 100% Meryl Streep that I was thinking of. Like, I had a bunch of movies she was in. I just couldn't. I mean, they're both great actresses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do a podcast. Welcome to the Bite Me podcast, episode 124. It's a big number. It is a big number. Um, yeah, and if you're new to the podcast, well, welcome. We are very lovely people. If you ask our parents, and um, we talk about video games. <laughs> Maybe. Right? <laughs> Probably depends on which of my parents you're talking to oh, and true. what day. True, true, true. My mom uh, was here all weekend. It was a delight. Was it? Sure. Does she listen to the podcast? She does not. Okay, great. Was it really a delight? <laughs> you never know when she might start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cliff's mom, if you're listening, thanks for being in town. Seattle was a nicer place for three days. Five days. Five days. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. So, yeah, if you're new to the show, we talk about video games, uh, games we're playing, games we think you should be playing, some video game news, and we also give you some info on where to snag some cheap, free video games and let you know what's coming up uh, in the world of games and games and games. Mostly games. Mostly games. Sometimes pizza and pets, but mostly games. Uh, my name is Adam West. I am Cliff Johnson. And there's normally a third person here. His name is Dylan. However, he is currently whooping it up in the Disney world. World Land, Disneyland. Disneyland. I'm sorry. very jealous. I've been to Disneyland in a while, and I'm very sad. And by a while in Cliff's world, Disneyland is what, like, it's been three months? No, I mean, I've been to Disney World. Right. <laughs> I just haven't been to Disneyland. They're different. When was the last time you went to Disneyland? And oh, last year? Yeah, it's been, I've been, what month is it now? This is April. Yeah, so I went about a October? year ago. About a year ago now. Oh, did you go yeah. to Disneyland all the other time? Or yeah. Disney World all the other times? Yeah, I've gone to, I went to Disneyland, Disney World a month ago or two months ago, and then in the fall, and I went to Disneyland in the spring of last year. Oh, wow. Year. Okay, well, now that we've covered Cliff's travel schedule of the last year. I miss it. <laughs> um, on this week's episode, we've got some news for you about Overwatch. It's going co-op again with uh, Storm Rising, not Rising Storm. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever is missing its launch date, but for a good reason. We'll talk about that. Uh, Borderlands has been review-bombed, surprise, surprise, and uh, however, it's not worked, and we'll talk about that. Apex cheaters are going to get banned at a hardware level. Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild getting Labo VR support, which have you seen how to <laughs> how you're going to play that? A little bit. It's it, real weird. It doesn't look like it's going to be comfortable. No. But hey, it's a step in the VR direction for Nintendo, which is kind of weird. Uh, Twitter is going to make it more... Uh, Make dogs in games more pettable? Yeah. It's an important thing. Sure. I mean, what's the first thing you do when you see a dog in a video game? I typically shoot it. You monster. I know. I'm a terrible human. Jesus. I know. Well, the first <laughs> what's time... What's the second 
thing you do? I I don't know I if it's loot a good it? guy. <laughs> <laughs> I skin it. Yeah. It's whatever. Uh. But that's just video game world. In real life, I love the animals and I love the dogs. All right. I just don't know. So like in the first division, when the first dog came running up to me, I was like, oh crap, I'm going to die. And I shot it. And then I realized that you're not supposed you to You are in fact those. not going no, to die. No. no. <laughs> But I've been playing uh, Far Cry New Dawn, and you very, very much want to shoot 97% of the dogs that come running at you. 99% of the dogs. My God, those things are mean. Yeah. Mm. They're freaking scary, man. Do you think it's interesting, though? Like, you're, do you have the dog? You have the dog, right? Uh, I have not. Wait, yes. Okay. I just, uh, you rescue the dogs mm-hmm. in that little bunker thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Two, three days. So ago. that dog will rip the throat out of other people. Like it is that. vicious, but it will not kill other dogs. They just kind of scuffle. Hmm. It's weird. I don't know. Weird. Um, Resident Evil 2 is going to let you buy an unlock key for all rewards now. We'll talk about I don't know what that means. So I do. Okay, great. Uh, plus questions this week from all of our favorites and uh, a fun game called This or That. And cheap free games as well. Uh, there's a Humble Bundle in there, which I'm excited about. So we will talk so about there's some, that. There's a wacky Humble Bundle in yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. But first, we talk about what we're playing. So let's do that. Um, I'm currently playing, excuse me, Let's Drink a Mountain Dew. Wow. That's a great game. Uh, uh, I am playing Far Cry New Dawn. Me too. Yeah, so still, I'm still playing it, and I think I've become addicted to it mm-hmm. or or I've really found the the thing that everybody loves about Far Cry which is just a really great gameplay loop. Yeah. Um for whatever reason Far Cry 5 and maybe it's because that was my first jump into the Far Cry scene and I'd never played it before and I'm still not the world's biggest fan of first person shooters but you know I'm I'm trying. You're getting there. Um, and I really, really like it. Uh, I, I found a streamer on Mixer. His name is Twisted System. By the way, you should follow him. Check him out. Nice. Twisted, T-W-I-Z-T-E-D, System, S-Y-Z-T-E-M. Wow. Yeah. He could not have made that much harder, could he have? Well, I mean, it's Twisted System just with Zs in the middle of each word. Yeah, sure. Um, but he's a Pacific Northwesterner uh, streamer. A lot of fun. And uh, I started watching him and just I was trying to get the the rhythm down for what these loops were and how to go about doing it, and I found my way into, you know, doing that, like doing the treasure hunts, like going and just straight up going, you know what, tonight I'm just treasure hunting and going around to the treasure hunts and doing that. Um, And then the outpost thing, finally figured out how to get that down (laughs) and how to get the different uh, rewards for like no alarms and blah, 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 things like that. Um, and I'm upgrading stuff. And I'm having a blast. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's so fun. And I, I really, we were talking about it earlier. And I think one of the things I love most about that game is just like the systemic wackiness of it. That things just blow up. Like mm-hmm. stuff just blows up all the time. Yep. Um, things fall on other things and people die and explode and light on fire and run around. It's crazy. And um, I, I love every bit of it. Have you, oh, have you unlocked all the characters or rescued all the... No. No. So I'm playing it kind of. I'm sounds like I'm playing it differently than you are, where I'm just kind of doing like everything in one area. I'm playing it kind of like you played the first one, where you do right. all the stuff in one area and then you move to the other areas. Well, this but this game, this version is weird because the first mission you do is so far away and it's in a completely True. different area, and then like the next mission after that is at the clear north end of the map, and it's all over the place. Um, so I, but I've been focusing on upgrading uh, prosperity. Sure, and to do that, you have to. The first level you you level up the the encampment or whatever is uh, you know you have to rescue these what are they called I forget what they're called but they're like um, 
Specialist. Specialist. Yeah. Yes. So you have to rescue like one specialist, then you can upgrade it. The next level, you have to rescue three of them. Yeah. Well, in between that, I was looking to see what's the best way to get no alarms on the outposts. And there's a character, a specialist you can collect, and uh, her name is Nana. And she's like my grandma. Yeah, she's 70. I'm putting her in her mid 60s to early 70s. And she's a sniper. She's a shark. <laughs> and she's got a foul mouth and she's hilarious. And what's really cool about this character is that you can rescue her. You got to go through this this thing with sharpshooting or whatever. And it's a it's a fun mission. You get her. And then when you go to outpost. You, uh, if you've got your binoculars or if you've got, you know, a sniper, you can mark all the enemies and mark as many as you can and just start sending her in to snipe them. <laughs> um, and if she gets into the outpost, it'll never, she'll never set off an alarm just by her being there. It's when you, they see yeah. you, then it sets it off. But you, if you do it just right, she can take out every enemy oh, awesome. in an outpost and you won't get detected, and you won't set off any alarms, and you'll get the bonus ethanol for no alarms. Oh, nice. So that was a fun little thing to learn how to do and learn how to use. I should probably try and do that more just because the bonuses that are worth it. Yeah. But at the same time, I do kind of just enjoy running in with a shotgun. Totally. So there's something to be said, right? Um, And another thing that I learned, so last Friday, that streamer Twisted, uh, he he had an open lobby and he was rotating through people who were watching, you know, inviting them into games and doing co-op and just running outposts. And we did an outpost and he's super far into the game. He's got all prosperity leveled up, blah, 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 and you can craft elite weapons. So I went to the workbench in one of these outposts and I got the game for 20 bucks and I went ahead and paid like another 10 bucks for like a crafting kit. So I've got all this stuff so I can, you know, make new weapons because it's whatever. I yeah, got the sure. game for a deal. I figured another 10 bucks wouldn't hurt. And in his game, I was able to craft elite weapons, even though I was only a level two workbench. And that's really cool because when I crafted those elite <laughs> weapons, I was able to bring them back into my game. That's awesome. And use them there. So and you're a little overpowered now? A little, a little and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm really, really okay with it because I'm really enjoying taking out these turds and these outposts with one sniper shot to the head. Just boom, done, boom, done. It's great. It's good stuff. So, yeah, so I've been playing that. I did pick up uh, Yoshi's Crafted World just oh. because I wanted I to play that. I still need to play the demo of that. I really do. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. So I've got that. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff on the Nintendo eShop, uh, the Switch eShop, that's on sale for just... Dirt, dirt yeah, cheap. Yeah, Enter the Gundam's on sale for seven fifty yeah. right now. I kind of thought about picking that up. Yeah. So I picked up a game called... Ooh, I can't remember what it's called. It's a good game. It's a great game. And it's weird, though, because it's like a... It's a narrative story that you walk around, but so far you just walk around and the words pop up on the path as you're walking telling this story. So Interesting. It was only ninety nine cents or a dollar fifty or something. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's totally worth it. My brother does that every week. Just goes through and sorts by what's cheapest and buys yeah. all the games that are like under a dollar. Stuff that looks interesting. Yeah, we'll try it. Uh, so there's that, and I think that's about all I've really been playing. I've I've been playing some Destiny two here and there. Um, I need to find more people to play Have with. You played more Destiny or Division? I'm sorry, Division. Yeah. Division two. You seem to wake up early and play with me. Yeah, there's that whole it's early, early thing. Yeah. Um, it's but, so good, though. Oh, I know. Oh. I really, really like mm-hmm. it. So I think I might uh, try this weekend to play a bit more of that. Yeah. I don't think I've got much going on this weekend. That'll probably change, but <laughs> I'll let you know. Anyway, that's what I've been playing. Yeah, I've been playing uh, The Division 2 mm-hmm. um, a lot. And, I mean, like we've said a billion times, that game is really good. super fun. Uh, 
I probably have the same complaints about it that I did the first one um, with maybe the, the exception of the bad guys aren't as spongy right. as they were in the first one. Um, but I like all the same things I liked about it and I dislike all the same things I disliked about what do you, it. What is it you dislike? Um, it's a little – it's hard to manage your inventory in that game. Um, you pick up a lot of stuff and it's very hard to tell what mm. does what because it's not just – what makes your armor the best it's this one has better armor but it gives you plus five to this and this Uh one has worse armor but gives you plus ten to this and this one is a set and if you get three of them they'll stack things and do this and Mm -hmm. i don't think it's hard to compare those things um and there's a lot of like go into a menu go out of a menu go into a menu go out of a menu go into a menu and uh so it makes it difficult to to manage and it also makes it really difficult to manage while you're in a mission you don't want to say like okay hey just wait for five minutes i've picked up a bunch of stuff and i have to figure out what it is and what it does and so you end up like filling up all your inventory and then it takes 20 minutes when you're done with that mission um and i understand what they're trying to do but i also don't understand why like what knee pads i have on affects my accuracy like (laughs) it just doesn't it just doesn't exactly make sense um and I think that it also is is kind of like the first one where there are definitely builds to that game where there are, you know, someone who is supposed to be a DPS character and there's someone right. who's supposed to be a healer and there's supposed to be someone who is a, you know, an X and X and X. Um, and the game doesn't do a good job at all of telling you what those things are or how to spec out for them at all. Um, and at the same time, you still have to be pretty powerful because if especially if you're only playing one or two player, um, it's very easy to die in that game. Mm-hmm. Um and so I could see how maybe if you were playing four-player, it would make sense that, hey, we've got one person that really what they're responsible for is keeping the party healed and keeping the party alive. Um, and maybe another player who's really tanky and can go in and take a lot of that, you know, pulled, fired uh, from the enemies. But when you're playing two, it's you both kind of have to have guns and shoot a lot. Yeah. So it's kind of a game that I think doesn't necessarily scale very well depending on how many players you have. You have to be really more generalist if you're just playing with two. Um, <clears throat> the big baddie characters are still a little annoying. Like I get that – I think in this game they do a better job of showing this is a big bad guy and look at he's covered in like – Iron Man armor. Right. Um, and so you understand why he can take a bunch of bullets and a bunch of bullets and a bunch of bullets. But they're still kind of obnoxious. Um, we just started running across these. I've never been a big fan of the people that just like suicidal run at you with a baton. They're so annoying. They're super annoying and don't make any sense at all. Like they, they literally. They're there to drive you crazy. Well, who? So, you know, you're <laughs> fighting the hyenas, right? And they're this bad organization that uh, really appears to their 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 mission as so far as you know it is there was an apocalypse and they're taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. They want to take over the city. They want to run things. They want to be in charge. Who are these dudes that they're recruiting? They're like, okay, so what your job is going to be is to die. (laughs) You know, like you survived the apocalypse. The bad news is we need you to run at that guy over there with a baton. He's got a big gun, but you've got a stick. You've got a stick. I think you could take him. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, You'll get a participation ribbon. It's okay. Um, And but we've run across these dudes now that have <clears throat> drones like you do. Mm-hmm. So they have these like little remote control cars that Those they like. Those things are so annoying. Oh, they suck so but, bad. I mean, 
I, the first time I, one of those came rolling out at me, I'm like, what is that little thing? Oh, crap. It just killed me. <laughs> right. And then, and then, but being able to shoot them, yeah. I, I like being able to shoot them and blow them up. And like they can cause damage to people that yeah. they're around if you shoot them in the right you know, space. Like my biggest complaint really is the same as the first where this is a cover based shooter that rarely forces your enemies out of cover. Um, although I do like that the drones out. Did you ever pick up either of the drones? Not yet. So I have both the the little sentry gun and the little flying drone. Right. The flying drone is awesome because you can literally target people and say, go bother him. <laughs> and they will just zip across the map and just shoot bad guys like all the way across the map, which is really nice. So you can pull people right. out of cover. But at the same time, there's so many bad guys that pulling one guy to cover is kind of meh. Oh, yeah. um, so it frustrates me that they can so easily pull me out of cover and it's very hard for me to pull them out of cover. Um, but whatever. You know, it's still super fun. It mm-hmm. still feels better than most shooters I've played recently. Like the gunplay in it's great. Um, the it looks fantastic. Um, I have, I've, there's been a lot of glitches graphically that I've seen, but really, Oh yeah. Like uh, there's a lot of times where you'll see like, you know, there's a lot of just kind of garbage around the, the streets and it'll actually be like floating like six inches above oh, okay. the ground and kind of jittering a lot of the time. Right, right. We saw a sign. It was actually kind of cool. There was a sign that you could tell was supposed to be wrapped around a pole there but was it was no like, pole. well, no, the pole was like a foot away from it, but so it was still wrapped, but it had little breezy edges on it. So it was just sitting there like in a half circle, like blowing in the breeze. Uh-huh. <laughs> the pole was over here. Nice. So, you know, a lot of things like that, but mm. whatever. Um, it's been fun. I've really it's enjoyed it. Game. So what else are you playing? Um, I got back into Metro. Um, Metro was, so we're playing it for Bite Me DLC plays, and I got like halfway into it, and I'm like, this game's really fun. And then I started playing Far, Far Cry, and all I want to do is play Far Cry now, which yeah. is a bit of a problem. Um, <clears throat> my brother actually finished it, and he's like, so what I'll tell you is like past where you are, the game gets really hard. Um, and the game already was pretty it's hard. It's a difficult game. Those games are not known for being a walkthrough easy yeah. kind of- game. And so what I did is I actually just, I, I was playing it on the Xbox and I switched over to playing it on the PC and I just got a, like, there's literally a file you can edit and give yourself God mode and unlimited <laughs> bullets. So I want to finish the game because I want to be able to talk about it but not so much that I want to die over and over right. and over and over And again. I think that's one of the things about that series that it's not, just not it's not struck a chord with me because, first of all, I'm still I like first person shooters now. I mean, I do like yeah. them. Um, they're still not my go-to, um, and there's really got to be something special about it to really get me to stick with it. And there's just something about the Metro games. They're beautiful games. They're great. They're very well done. But I feel like those or that series in particular fars, falls on the spectrum uh, towards the end of the spectrum for like hardcore yeah. first-person shooter fans. Like that's very much an FPS fanboy kind of game. It's a game, and, and obviously we'll talk about it more when we actually record the podcast about it, but it's a game that every single enemy encounter, um, at least when you're when you're fighting other people, like it is what it is. It's a first-person shooter. You shoot some bad guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you're fighting the monsters that inhabit that world – it's like you never quite have enough shots in whatever gun you're sh- shooting to kill them before you have to reload. So it's a lot of like, bam, bam, you're going to need a third shotgun shell, but you need to reload before you can kill him. And then and the th- it attacks the enemies you. in that game move quick. They're really, really, really fast. And so, I, you know, 
one of the things that I said that was real positive about it when I was playing it without cheats on was that you constantly felt like you were on just right the edge of your ability. Like you right. were, you were constantly, oh God, am I going to die? And the problem w- was, is that like to me, a well balanced game will keep you on the edge of, oh my God, you're about to die, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then you won't. And this game often was, oh my God, I'm on the edge of it, oh, and I died. And then, oh my God, I'm on the edge of, oh, oh, and I died. And the fifth time, I was on the edge of it and I made it through, but it took four or five times. And that, that just, I mean, for some people, that is exactly what they want out of a game. Nope. And it is not what I want out of a game. So, nope, nope, nope. you know, I'm perfectly fine turning on the cheat modes. And I mean, in a perfect world, I wish I could just like dial, I wish I had sliders so I could like, hey, make my gun a little more powerful, make right. the bad guys a little less powerful, give my gun more ammo, you know, whatever. But, you know, if it has to be a binary on off, that's fine too. So totally. I'll still get the story. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, that's what we're playing. If uh, we're not playing something you think we should be, let us know. Do that. And yeah, while you're letting us know, if you'd like to, you can go over to our uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash bite me podcast. And you can support our show for as little as a buck a month. You get some special stuff in Discord, some special colors and avatars and things and stickers and maybe a magnet, maybe some window clings. I have window clings. I need to send them out. Haven't done it yet. They're real cool. They are cool. Um, so yeah, it's uh, patreon.com slash bite me podcast and you can support us up to a producer level where you get all kinds of extra benefits. You, uh, no matter what, you'll uh, get access to our shows before everybody else does as soon as they're done, uh, special episodes before anybody else. And if you're a producer, we say your name on each show. And I actually have it pulled up this week. <clears throat> yeah. So we've got Jack Irish, Hello. Jacob Frank, that guy. Tom McDermott. That Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte. <laughs> I said his name right this week. You did. Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Kevin Schulte, and of course, Vinny Champa. I'm going to take this opportunity to pimp, and I thought maybe that's not the right word, um, pimp Vinny Stream. Can I do that? Sure. Yeah. So this weekend is uh, Vinny's one month anniversary of being a partnered streamer or a, uh, not partnered, um, <clears throat> Whatever the the one on Twitch is, I forget what it is. Anyway, um, it is, and so he's going to be doing a stream starting at noon Eastern on Saturday the thirteenth, and uh, he's just going to keep streaming like as as long as people are keep willing to throw like little Twitch dollars at him he's just going to keep going so what i think we need to do <laughs> is figure out a way to like space these out you know if you if we if enough people sub him if enough people follow him he's going to just keep adding time to it so we just need to keep doing this until Vinny literally falls over and passes out and dies well i don't know if he needs to die because i don't want him to end up like you know oh, right. Maybe not dead. south korean internet cafe don't want that to happen. Maybe just until he falls asleep playing, and then we can watch his stream go on for like another eight hours while he sleeps. That, Is that would cool? be amazing. Yeah, I've seen it happen. It's really cool. I mean, I've fallen asleep <laughs> streaming before, so, you know, it, it can definitely happen. Anyway, go watch Vinny. It's twitch.tv slash DeVinster. He's going to be giving away some free games. And, uh, you know, with a little bit of work, I think we can make Vinny fall asleep at his computer. I would watch that. Right? Me too. A lot. Yeah. I'm just going to check back at like 1 a.m. and see how it's going. Nice. Well, cool. There is that. Again, it's patreon.com slash bite me podcast. And also make sure you subscribe to us and rate us and review us um, wherever you might be listening to us, Please. including the iTunes. Definitely the iTunes. Or the or the Apple podcast. Yeah. Is Actually, it the same thing? I just redid our website. Um, oh. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things I do. If you go to our website now, I actually have links out to all the different platforms you can find us on. You can review them on a multitude of them. So so go check it out. I'm looking at our website. Adam's looking at our website oh, right now. Oh, look at all that. Yeah, I know. It's fancy, right? We've got Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, CastBox, Overcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, and there's a feed. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, fun. Right. 
Okay, well, there is that. And with that, we're going to get into our next segment. He's not here to do it, so I'm not going to do it. It's news. <laughs> we should have done that in like a super like radio announcery voice. Do it. Up next, news. See, there you go. There you go. All the news that is news. <laughs> All right. So up first, Overwatch is going to go co-op again with Storm Rising. It's a new story mission about Overwatch's pursuit of the Omnic Talon boss, Maximilian. Yeah, I have I no idea what I just I read. Um, I don't play Overwatch, but hey, cool things. The Overwatch co-op is the only mode of Overwatch that I really enjoy. <laughs> um, I have not played this one yet, obviously, because it doesn't come out until I believe the 16th. Okay. Um, so is this, is it like an actual, is there a story like campaign there's inside a hun- Overwatch? Well, so Overwatch itself, like as a, as a, you know, shooty, shooty game doesn't really have a, a campaign, a story within it, but there's that whole range of like comic books and right, right, right. animations and stuff that build a story around it. And it is literally like two sides fighting each other for dominance over something. I don't I don't actually read those comics or watch those little movies, but um, this so I played Uprising and it was really fun. It was a four player you could, there was actually four players that it wanted you to choose, but you could actually play as any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did a series of like capture missions and it was really fun. It was like it was like playing a regular mission, a regular game of Overwatch, <clears throat> except you were playing against NPCs, and there was a ton of them. Okay, it was super fun. Dylan and me, and my dad, and maybe my right. brother, or maybe my kid. I don't know. Played it for like three or four hours one night. It was really fun, and then it like just went away. But you can play this new one. Um, and play Retribution and Uprising, the, the two ones that have been the, like, the last two years. It's, it's, to me, it's the best way to play Overwatch. Very there's, cool. There's probably a multitude of people that disagree. But. <laughs> um, and also, you're going to get access to more than 160 cosmetic items? That's a lot of cosmetic items. That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's I not. I th- well, I think it's a lot. But it's just in this current season's loot boxes. So That's true. So one. this might literally be just for this event. Wow. So. It's cool, though. Like I said, I really recommend you play this. It's only going to last for not very long. I'm going to say like two weeks, three weeks. But uh, try it out. We should definitely try and get on and do it. You own Overwatch, don't you? I do. We should try I've and- looked at the loading screen. <laughs> We should get in there and play it. Because I think it came in a it came in a humble bundle at one point. Oh yeah, it did. You're right. Yeah, like right. a year and a half ago. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. So up next, Super Meat Boy Forever, which is kind of uh, a successor ish to Meat Boy. I'm so hyped for this game. Super Meat Boy. It's so good. Um. So, but it's going to miss its launch date. Uh, which was, it was in March. We actually was it March. We okay. kind of we kind of hyped it as part of our like games coming oh, out yeah. in March Guess releases. What? But if you recall, it didn't actually have a release date. Just that it was coming right. out in March, and it did not because it's April now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so it should be hopefully coming out at some point this month. Um, and the reason is what? So they released this kind of, I mean, it was a tweet, but they like took a picture of it so it could be longer than, you know, 280 words or whatever. And they said, we've been knocking out the last bits of Super Meat Boy Forever at record speeds while keeping a healthy and sustainable pace. We are going to keep that pace, which means we will not hit our April 2019 release. Sorry about that. <laughs> we could have sacrificed our minds, bodies, and social lives to make April 2019, but that's stupid. Team Meat isn't some studio owned by an evil asshat corporation that has say over what we do and how we do it. We are fortunate enough to have control over how we work and we choose not to run ourselves into the ground. 
And I just think that's so healthy. Well, yeah. We hear all the time about these developers that are just literally killing themselves mm-hmm. to make games. And I love that they're just like, no, come on, dude. What's the difference between April and May? Play something else for a month. Right. And then you've got games like <clears throat> Anthem that people overwork the living crap out of themselves. And just com- and you hear about all these horror stories. And then when the game comes out, it's effectively broken. Go read it's the just, Jason. It's just not as good as it should or could have been. The Jason. Jason. Ah. Jason? Jason Schreier article <laughs> on Anthem. Yeah. Um, I did a DLC, like a little five or six minute DLC episode about it too. Yep. Um, it is horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. I can't imagine. But good on no, them. thank you. Good, good job, Team Meat. Yeah. All right. So Borderlands 3 was announced and they set a release date September 13 of this year, which incidentally is only like five days prior to the seven year anniversary of the release of is Borderlands it? 2. It's almost seven years to the day. Wow. That's fun. Yeah. So um, but with that came an updated version of Borderlands and Borderlands 2 and just an upgrade like the second Visual or third HDR. version of yeah. it. It's um, supposed to look gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. But in response to uh, Gearbox Games releasing on the Borderlands Epic Store. 3 only on the Epic Store for six months. It's a six-month exclusive. Uh, Borderlands, the, the new updated version, was getting review-bombed on Steam. Yes. And I heard about that. Like It, it was almost immediate. Mm-hmm. As soon as they announced that, as soon as it went on sale, hell, I think even when pre-orders were up for the, the new updated yeah. version, people were review-bombing it. It hadn't even been out yet. But Steam has put into place, they've kind of got... A way to get around the whole review bombing thing. Yeah, and so what they do now is they actually, they detect, and I think it's based on time periods Mm -hmm. and algorithms and, I don't know, magic probably. Um, They put all, everything they could have put into Half-Life 3, they put that energy into this review bomb software. Um, And what it does is the reviews are still, you can go in and look at them, but most of them are very obviously... uh, have nothing to do with the game. Right. I, I actually made the the kind of offhand joke that it's like when you go to review an Amazon item and someone's like, ugh, showed up broken, one star. And you're like, dude, that has... Right. Ah. <laughs> was two days late, one it star. It was raining when it was delivered, one star. Hate, but it works perfectly. Yeah, hate those people. <sighs> anyway, this is this is the equivalent of that. And it, it, it does nothing except exasperate people that actually want to see what a real review of Borderlands 1 and Borderlands 2 is. Anyway, Steam has this software now that essentially eliminates those from the score of the game, so it'll still show mostly positive or overwhelmingly positive or whatever that, but it does keep those reviews in place, I guess, for posterity. Um, I don't know why they don't get rid of them overall except that I'm sure if they did. Well, because then you would have to have somebody who actually has a job to go in and do that, and they don't want to pay somebody. I just don't understand why they can't just hide them, you know? Well, yeah, it it to me it like sh- if, a, if a review if if it comes in during that period and it's uh, I don't there's got to be some way yeah. yeah for if they can detect quote unquote detect and have an algorithm that's going to go through and say okay well all these reviews are complete BS yeah why can't you just wipe them and I guarantee you it's so they don't have to deal with people like ah, censorship <laughs> you know it's a, it's a company that could totally <laughs> censor you and do it completely legally but whatever yeah people don't really understand how censorship works um. <laughs> But anyway, so they blocked over 4,000 reviews. It hasn't affected it at all. So essentially 4,000 people wasted their time, you know, telling you that it got broken in shipping. Mm. Um, <laughs> and not to say that there aren't reasons. I, we actually we had a big discussion on this on the Discord. And uh, not to say that there aren't reasons to dislike the Epic Store. Like the Epic Store has a lot of problems, a lot of things people don't like about it. That's fine, but this isn't the way you deal with that. Like if you have a problem... I guarantee you, if those 4,000 people had actually taken the time to, like, write an email to them that was coherent, 
um, or called their customer service line or, you know, done anything that actually was a, let me open a line of communication mm-hmm. with a company that would have been so much more impactful than review bombing software that doesn't have anything to do with it. So, so I know that, uh, that, that Valve or Steam has, it, that's its own storefront. So when you buy a game through another store, yeah. are you able to integrate that into the Steam social network? Sometimes. Can you launch the game via Steam? It kind of depends on how the launchers work. Sometimes it'll launch the <clears throat> launcher. It, it just kind of depends on the game. Because honestly. in a way, like if we keep getting all these different storefronts, and they're doing this exclusive that and this thing there and blah, 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 blah. And then if it's locking out being able to socialize with players on these other storefronts, quote unquote, isn't that kind of the same thing as is like platform exclusivity? But it, doesn't not- really, it doesn't lock you out from playing with those other people. It just prevents you from, I guess, being able to participate in the. I mean, you could still you still have a Steam account. You can still go talk in the Steam forums. Right. You can so. import your friends lists into the Epic Launcher. So, it's 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 really a lot of it is about like security. Um, people aren't aren't real pleased <clears throat> with how um, the Epic Store approaches security. It does not have reviews at all right now. Right. Um, its search is not great. There's a, there's a lot of reasons to not like the Epic Store. Yeah, I'm the not, Epic Store. I've tried. To, so I've tried getting in there to grab the free games or whatever, and I can't seem to figure out where to go to get them. Yeah, and like I've gotten it that far. But, uh, you know, it's fine. Like, if you, I understand not liking the Epic Store. I 100% understand that. But review bombing unrelated software isn't the way to get your point yeah, across. It no. just is silly. Um, and Because no matter what, it's still going to launch on that store. Yeah, it just, just doesn't gonna. matter. And, I mean, Randy Pitchford is quoted as saying Randy Pitchford is the president of uh, of. Uh, Gearbox. Gearbox, okay. thank you. Gearbox, yeah. Gearbox, yeah. But, I mean, first of all, this isn't even his decision. This is not a Gearbox decision. This is a 2K decision. So right. his publisher made this decision. So you're hurting Borderland games, which could directly impact developers at Gearbox to, you know, get back at someone who isn't even at Gearbox. It's very right. dumb. But he has said, ironically, this misuse is... I'm sorry. Ironically, that this misuse is possible and that Steam has no interest in correcting this misuse makes me kind of happy about 2K's decision and makes me want to reconsider Gearbox Publishing's current posture on the platform. Mm -hmm. So literally what you did is you made Randy Pitchford go like, dude, like you can you can do all this bullshit review bombing on this platform and they don't do anything to stop people from doing it. They just kind of like wave it away for our review score. Right. Maybe I should move to somewhere that doesn't have commenting. Maybe I'm just going to go back and take everything out of there that is currently on there and you just won't get it at all yeah you'll have to go to the epic store and it's yep. it's whatever it's dumb 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 dumb, dumb dumb right speaking of dumb um anybody who cheats in a video game Ugh. you're kind of dumb too super dumb i mean sometimes watching people cheat is kind of funny because some of the things that happen is kind of funny but at the same time it's just like if you're cheating for fun, just to be like, oh, look at me being a dick, and look at what, that's that's one thing. But if you're actually cheating because you, th- you think it's going to make you a better player or more, I don't know. I'm like, I, I didn't really realize this until. So what we're talking about is Apex <clears throat> um, has started hardware banning people from the How game. How do you hardware ban? Someone? So every PC has what they call a hardware ID. So. Um, and it's a combination of, I believe, um, it's a combination of all the components in your system. And so that's how Windows, know, Windows knows if you take out your hard drive and go put it in another computer, that's how it knows that it's been moved. And so a computer has a hardware ID, and the only way to change that hardware ID is to change your hardware. Um, 
<clears throat> but it also, like, I know processors also have an ID, so it's a possibility that this is also the processor ID. I'm not sure which one right. it is, but it's one of those two numbers. And so, generally speaking, what they do is they just ban an account. They say, Adam's a cheater, and we're banning his account. But then if he logs into my account, even on his same computer, all of a sudden, Adam's not a cheater again because he's Cliff. And what this is doing is saying, hey, Adam's a cheater, and we banned him, and his hardware where ID is 12. And, oh, hey, Cliff just logged in under hardware ID 12. He's still a cheater. And, hey, I bought another copy of this game and created a new account. Still a cheater. <laughs> and so these guys are getting in and within minutes of getting back into the game are getting banned again and banned again wow. and banned again, which is awesome. Like, that's, right. this is the way to stop people from cheating. Oh, like, for sure. Because before it was like, oh, hey, I'll just spend another 10 bucks and I'll get another copy of the game. Or, I mean, this game's free. I'll right. just create another account and get a copy of this game. But what never occurred to me is that there are people that stream them cheating at games and people apparently enjoy watching that, which is super crappy. I don't know. Like, like I've, excuse me, like I've seen streams where people are cheating, but they're very clearly cheating and, but they're not doing it in a way to, but doesn't that disrupt everyone who's playing that game seriously? (sighs) Yeah. That seems really crappy to me. I know. I just, Okay, so maybe I'm a little subversive in certain. <laughs> maybe you're crappy, aspects. Adam. I'm not crappy. I never cheat. Hardware I don't ID cheat. twelve. It's getting banned. I don't. What? Oh yeah, right. Hardware <laughs> ID twelve. Look out. I, I don't. I don't condone cheating, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I've not found it entertaining in the past. Oh, watching I, it anyway. I hate those people, man. Well, I think they're turds. And if I ever was part of one of those matches with them, I'm sure I'd be really pissed off. But it's. <laughs> Like I said, I'm not going to lie and say I haven't watched a streamer who's cheating <laughs> and totally laughed my ass off and went like, oh, what? You know, something like that. Because yeah. they pull off such ridiculous stuff sometimes. Yeah. So I just, I, I was, it never occurred to me that there are people that do it on purpose to get views. The One of the guys they talked about, it was pretty funny. <laughs> he had 400 people watching him cheat and he got banned. And then he got someone else's <laughs> account from his chat. That one was banned. Signed up for a new account. Banned. Like, you know, and I mean, you can. No, I think I think part of it, too, is just knowing that they're going to get caught. Yeah. It's like, I know this guy's going to get caught. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they figure out a way to. Because I don't think you can change that hardware ID. So literally it would be like buy a new video card. Buy a new. (laughs) Right. Could you imagine every time you're like, I'm going to cheat at Apex. Well, got to go get a new video card. Anyway, 330 or 355,000 people have been banned in the last month. That's crazy. And it doesn't say that all of them are being banned by hardware ID. So it's a possibility that they are banning like. Cheaters, people that are using cheat software by right. hardware ID, but maybe if you're just a jerk, you're getting soft right. banned. So I, right. I don't know, but that's a that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, but it also goes to show just how popular Apex has become oh, yeah. in just oh, yeah. what two months, three months. Yeah, just boom, boom, boom. It's not been long. Nice. All right, so you heard about Labo VR. It's coming to the Nintendo Switch on the twelfth. So this weekend, what Friday? Mm, yeah, it's I think this so. Friday. Today's the third. Yeah. Uh, so by the time you're listening to this, you may have less than 24 hours to pick up a new Nintendo Labo VR for $80. God, they're goofy looking too. I know. They're and as cheap as 40 um, Oh, as cheap as 40 You can oh, get, okay. there's a $40 version and an 80 There's like a $40 version that you can get two add-ons for or the $80 version that includes everything. It's nice. so goofy. Well, what's interesting is Nintendo's going to be updating Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild with Labo VR support. Mario Odyssey is going to get three new mini missions in VR, but... Breath of the Wild, the entire game is going to be playable in VR. Now, by VR, <laughs> and as I throw the air quotes up, have you seen 
the way they're expecting you to play this game in VR. It's it's worse than Google Cardboard, I think. I mean, yes, <laughs> because so you 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 stick your switch into. The Labo VR, aka the Google Cardboard, because that's literally what it is. You you fold it up around it, yeah. in, and then you've got your Joy Cons attached to it on the side, and you've got to basically hold it up to your head and play the game. Like I wish you could see me right now because I, you're literally. I mean, I could turn it around. <laughs> you could, but no, let's not do that because I look ridiculous. There's a picture of a kid or somebody playing this with this. Things sitting on their face, and they have to hold the Joy Cons to hold the. Th- it just it does not look comfortable. I can't imagine playing it. Like I mean, is Zelda is like what an eighty-hour game? <laughs> yeah, right. As uncomfortable as it was to listen to me to describe it, that's what it's physically going to be There's like. There's no straps. <laughs> no, I mean, the switch is heavy. Could you imagine Super strapping heavy. that on? Like, what if you've got an eight-year-old that's like, I want to play Mario in VR. You strap this thing to your kid and he just topples over. Because <laughs> the switch is heavier than his head. Yeah. It comes, I can see that. It comes with a bunch of other VR games. Um you can make a bunch of other, there's like a camera thing you can make and I, I like a bird and I don't know, like a, a telescope. I, I don't understand. Maybe that's a rocket launcher. It does have a, some sort of rocket next to it. Bazooka kind of looking thing. I just, uh. This is not for me. It's just <clears throat> no, not for me. No, you don't think? <laughs> I mean, you own an Oculus. Why not? I, I like, I want to play one though. Like I do not want to buy one. I do not want to spend $80 to buy one, but I really, really, really want to watch one like i want to play with one in a store maybe like maybe maybe someone will demo these in a store i can try it oh yeah there's the, yeah so there's the kid holding the thing yeah i couldn't i couldn't do that it's real weird it's super weird what is even going on here a lot of so things. i feel like i feel like this would be something that we could put our uh patreon funds <laughs> we can dip into our patreon funds just to get to buy one a of these. <laughs> yeah and we'll keep it here at the office because i bring my switch with me every day it's always in my bag so and then we could just maybe be like, we hey. can make this like a secondary revenue stream where we convince people in our office to <laughs> do stupid things with our labo, and then we'll take picture like video of them doing it, and we'll like put those on a private Patreon that people have to pay money to go see. Or maybe we, <laughs> or maybe we or, just give it away because or, I don't know if people want to pay money to see that. No, 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 well, because they're going to be dumb looking. <laughs> so that's maybe we make them pay us not to post it on there Patreon. That's the way to do it. Oh, so it's yeah, like yeah. A, a blackmail. Exactly, Patreon. it'll be great. That's you can probably only do it two or three times before it gets around. but Well, yeah, and then we'll have the FBI down our neck. And- <laughs> Thank you. Um, so if you're going to be picking up the uh, Nintendo Labo VR on the 12th, you should, if, well, go ahead, be our guest. Let us know. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to wait about two weeks, though, for the updates to come out for Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. But they will have full V, or they'll have the VR support that they're promising on April 25th. All right. So there's that. All right. Twitter is helping to make more in-game dogs pettable. You know, I, is pettable a word? Because every time I tried to sure. spell it, regardless of how I spelled it, it told me it was not a word. I mean, let's ask the Google. It is. Perfect. So definition of pettable. Capable of, fit for, or worthy of being petted. Pettable. Definition of pettable by Merriam-Webster. All dogs are pettable. <clears throat> well. All dogs are pettable. I don't know. Have you met the dogs in Far Cry New Dawn? Some of them it's, are not that's pettable. That's not their fault. That's, that's, They're pettable once you shoot them in the face. That's... Uh, <laughs> if you took those dogs, you gave them some food and gave them a nice home, they would calm right down. It'd be fine. Not every dog in a video game is a Unilad video they on w- Facebook. They would it's be just f- not. They would be fine. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let describe. T- let's talk about this because I don't. What does this mean? <laughs> okay, so there is a new Twitter account, and it is literally called "Can You Pet the Dog." I think it's literally at "Can You Pet the Dog." Wow! And they've just been going through video games, and it's super dry. It's not. It's this is not dog rates. This is like the dogs in Enter the Gungeon 
are not pettable. The dogs in um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey are pettable. Um, and that's literally all it is, is like the name of the game and whether they're pettable or not. And they've been going through all these games. Um, and, and specifically, they, they mentioned that the dog in Enter the Gungeon is not pettable. And uh, a guy tagged um, Dave Crooks, who is the developer of Enter the Gungeon, and like literally all it was was the dogs in Enter the Gungeon are not pettable. He tagged him with like a sad crying face, and uh, Dave Crooks, his only reply was, hold my beer. Three <laughs> weeks later, they released the very final update to Enter the Gungeon, and part of that release was dogs are now pettable. So they wow. updated. So, you know, it was like update. Dogs in Enter the Gungeon are now pettable. <laughs> So a Twitter account is legitimately it's changing the face of of dog pedability in video games. That's insanity. Wow. I just think it's funny how much of a thing this has become. Not and it's not because of the Twitter account. I think the Twitter account probably came about because people talk about it so much, but every right. single game I've heard of in the last 6 months are like, "Hey, there's dogs and cats." Is the first thing they say is, "Can you pet them?" And if you can't, it's a problem. Like I don't think you can pet the dogs in the Division 2, and that makes me sad. Are there dogs? Yeah, there's. I can't. You shot one, remember? No, in the in the first division, oh, yeah, I there, shot there the There are still dogs in the division too. There are also deer. I the, did that's shoot, what I see a lot of. I see a I lot did of deer. Shoot a I think deer. it's okay to shoot deer. I did shoot a deer. Yeah, I don't know. I was just curious if you could more than anything, and you definitely, you can shoot rats in that game. Okay, because I, oh, I tried to shoot a rat the other day. And I must I've have shot rats in those games. Interesting. Yeah. And, what I'm really liking in Far Cry New Dawn is like. There are bald eagles flying around, <laughs> and you can shoot them because they attack you. America is no longer a thing. It's fine. No. <laughs> Not, America is a thing. We're just talking about the video game. Um, it was funny because when I was playing with uh, that streamer that I yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. earlier, we were doing an outpost, and we're trying to get no alarms. And he was like, oh, crap, I'm getting attacked by a bird. And he got seen because he was trying to run away from this bird that was attacking him. <laughs> there was actually a mission in Far Cry 5 where you had to like get some stuff out of an eagle's nest. I don't remember if it was oh, a bald God. eagle or not. But, man, those things would... F you up. Well, it was sure. bad. Have you run into the wild hogs yet? Oh my God, they're terrible. Oh my God, they run in packs of like three. They will, they will yeah. shred you. What about that freaking bison, man? The oh, big yeah. I tried like, to legendary shoot. bison or, or yellow. It's got a yellow. Mm-hmm. It's, mm. I tried to shoot a moose. That did not end well for mm-hmm. me. No. I tried shooting uh, the bison from up in a billboard like, <laughs> like post because I was like, I'm just going to stand up here and shoot this. Well, the bison killed Nana. And Nana's down there screaming, I'm leaving this world. And she's like, "It's the, I can't go out like this. Um, so she's dying, and I'm shooting this thing, and I'm just unloading on it. And eventually it's just like, I'm done here, and it'll just take off. It'll run away after I wasted half of my, you, you know, need your legendary weapons to shoot. I had it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's not cute. You need a rocket launcher. Well, I'd have probably blown up Nana, but at that point she was already <laughs> she was my she was walking towards the light. <laughs> right, she's all like, "I'm falling and I can't get up. I've become a cliche." Papa, I can see you. She literally says, "I've become a cliche." I love the 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 like companion chatter in that game. It's yeah. hilarious. It's really good. Mm. Good. Uh, anyway, all right, back to uh, the news. We got one more to talk about. Resident Evil Two is going to let you buy an unlock key for all rewards now. So this is an interesting. This is an interesting thing. So, is this like a pay to win kind of thing then? Well, it's kind of pay to win and it's kind of I, there's there's a couple different ways you can look at this, okay? okay? So, until now in order to unlock these things and I'll, I'll tell you the list. It includes the fourth survivor, the tofu survivor, unbreakable combat knife, samurai edge handgun with infinite ammo, LE5 submachine gun with infinite ammo, AT4 rocket launcher with infinite ammo, a minigun with infinite ammo, a bonus costume models and concept art. So like to unlock those previously to now you 
would have to earn them via gameplay. And it was hard. Like these were, these were special challenges you had to complete in order to unlock <clears throat> these. And so now Resident Evil's been out for a month, maybe now, Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so for five Actually, bucks. I want to say maybe two, because it came out in February. It's been out for a while. Yeah. For five bucks, you can unlock all of these now. Okay. And like, there's one side of that saying like, hey, that sucks. Like, I worked really hard to get all of those things, and now someone can buy them for $5. But on the other side, they're saying, like, hey, if you're not very good at this game and you're not able to progress because you're not very good at this game, some of those guns with unlimited ammo essentially give you an easy mode for that game. So it kind of depends on which mm-hmm. side of the argument I guess you're on. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks. And the other half of it is, is you know, like it points out in uh, IGN, is like, do you remember when cheat codes were just, codes that you entered and you didn't have to pay five dollars yeah. for um but to kind of to take it back to what we were talking about last week with you know the whole easy, difficulty easy mode thing i if developers said hey we wanted to add an easy mode to this game um it's not something we planned on it's uh, it's going to take a little bit of work to balance it right we want to do this as dlc and it's going to be an extra five bucks i would pay that five bucks every time and you know i was just i was i was getting out of my head that's kind of what i was thinking it's like We've got these games like Sekiro or mm-hmm. Dark Souls or Bloodborne that are created for a very, very, very specific audience. They don't yeah. care if they're selling tens of millions of copies, yep. which they are anyway. Yeah. But it's for a very specific crowd. And if you've got all these people that are like, well, where's my easy mode? I want to play it. Which I'm kind of making fun of you, but whatever. I'm one of those people. That's fine. I'm kind of making fun of you. If you're willing to throw down an extra five bucks yeah. so they give you an easy mode, just because that game was not made with you in mind. Yeah, but if they're like, "Hey, if you want to throw us some more cash, of course we'll." we'll I would, I would pay that for you. I would pay that every time because I think, I think five dollars is very, very nothing. Yeah, yeah, especially when you could pick up copies of these games now mm-hmm. for twenty and thirty bucks. Yeah, you I know? would a hundred percent pay an extra five dollars to always have. You know, or do you remember when Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out, and then like two months, three months later, they released like that control panel where you can literally dial right. everything in. I would pay five bucks for that in yep. any game. Yep. I would pay five bucks to a subscription service that just let me download that and then right. pay five bucks for any game. Like that'd be great. Totally done. Well, there you go. Um, there is all your news for the week. Excuse me while I catch my breath. <laughs> it was um, that good. It was so good. So newsy. Um, all right, so we're going to get into some questions now. If you have questions for us, you can always uh, find us on Facebook at Bite Me Podcast or BiteMePodcast.com or on Twitter or just go to our Discord. Um, we've got a whole channel set up for questions. We've got questions and people chatting about stuff that we that never make it on the show, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, so definitely check it out, BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord, and you will get in there. Kicking things off every week with this guy who is uh, celebrating his one-month anniversary stream this weekend on Saturday. We talked about him. It's Vinny. Oh, Vinny. That guy. He doesn't get a voice this week. Not this week. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Dylan will be back next week. When somebody does it as well as Dylan does, you try not, I, we've tried to replace the voice and, and mimic work. him and mock him and make fun of he him. He was supposed to call in from the Haunted Mansion and do his Vinny voice, but... <laughs> Whatever. That would be great. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, we're going to kick it off, as always, with Vinny. Vinny says, if you were to create a rhythm game based off of an already existing franchise, what would it be? P.S. Donkey Konga with the bongos was amazing. This was his first rhythm game, and he vividly remembers playing We Will Rock You with bongos, and it was great. I've never played the bongos I, I, pl- I played. I, w- I played a lot of percussion when I was in high school, so, like, um, 
So you've played real bongos? Or, yeah, I've played or you've played bongos. Diddy Kong bongos? No, I've played real bongos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you played video game bongos? No. Because I saw that and I'm like, I am never, ever going to play that. It looks fun. But I've heard a lot of great things yeah. about it. And did you see, uh, I think it was IGN when they did the the their uh, NVC podcast mm. a couple of weeks ago. They were talking about controllers or whatever for the Switch. And uh, they made the joke that they need to make Joy Congos <laughs> to put on that. Um, and it, they, they mocked up a whole picture and everything. It looked oh, great. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. Um, so rhythm game based off an already existing franchise, what would it be? Um, I don't know. It's, it, I would say at first it was kind of hard for me to picture any franchise going in a rhythm direction. But then you've got the, the Legend of Zelda mashup with... Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, with... Um, Necrodancer? Necrodancer, yeah. So, which is a straight up rhythm-based yeah. action game. So that's going to be interesting to see. I'm very excited. So the one I want, um, there's a handful of levels in um, the, the new Rayman games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what those are Which called. those games have always been kind of touted as a rhythm-y Yeah, but there's some very specific ones where, okay. like, there's one where you literally play Eye of the Tiger as you collect <laughs> things. And so if you get really good at that game and hit it in the right tempo, you actually play a song by click, collecting, collecting the collectibles um, and sliding down the right things and hitting things in the right order. Okay. And those are some of the best games. Like, it's super fast. They're really, really, really fast, and you can't scroll up because mm-hmm. if you screw up, you not only miss the song, but also it usually kills you. Um, and there's, I'm going to say two or three of them that are very musical. And one is literally the Eye, Eye of the Tiger. And I want to say there's a couple other real songs in it. And they are so fun. I would 100% play an entire game of Rayman playing songs mm-hmm. as you progress through the level. They're super fun. Super yeah, it'd be fun. really cool if they did like an Endless Runner yeah. Like a platformy style endless runner that also was a rhythm game yeah. that had very specific rhythm elements I could see where you that. had to hit certain things and you know if you missed them you would end up failing that yeah. level or Like whatever. I said we talked about it last week 140 is a really cool like platformery <clears throat> rhythm game that's a lot of fun. I think that it's something we don't apply rhythm to a lot of things and it can really make a game interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a I can't remember who made it. It was the folks the folks that make Guitar Hero Rockman actually made a um, Harmonix I think it was Harmonix made like a shmup where you were a little fighter and you had to shoot things. And the game itself was terrible, but it had a lot of potential, I think, from that kind mm-hmm. of rhythm where the, the you know, you could only shoot on the rhythm and right. it was interesting. Well, and it's like if you've played, uh, oh, I totally forgot what it is called. I love that game. It's on, I want to say it came out on the Sega Saturn originally and then uh, they released a VR version for the PlayStation VR, Res. Res oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it's kind that's kind of a rhythm e kind of shooter. Yeah. Um it's more musical kind of shooter. It's not necessarily rhythm, but it's really really good. Yeah. Um yeah, I can't think of a of a franchise though that's already in existence I'd want to see. Of- I mean, it might be kind of fun if you just mashed up Doom <laughs> like into some kind of a rhythm game with just crazy speed metal going on. Oh God, Dylan and I have been listening to the. That'd Doom. be really good. We've been listening to the Doom soundtrack a lot lately, and it is so good. It's, it's a great so soundtrack. Good. Oh, love it. It'd be great if there was like a shooting range of some kind that was just like a, a rhythm mashup. To our that. our third, the person yeah. that shares an office with us, will come in every once in a while. Like she'll be at lunch or whatever, she'll come back. We're listening to the Doom soundtrack, and like she just kind of looks up at the ceiling, like, "What is this? And right? why are you making it happen?" This doesn't sound like a white guy with a guitar and a uh-huh. beard. <laughs> Really weird. Real weird. It's good. Uh, well, there, there you go. Thank you, Vinny, for that. Up next, Joe Coleslaw says, with WrestleMania highlighting both women competitors in the main event as well as placing a prestigious title on a, a deserving, a deserving athlete. 
Kofi Kingston, what video game or game studios do you feel have properly highlighted female characters in addition to other minority or marginalized groups? How is the equalization of representation among everyone now versus then? And where can you see it going in the future? That's a good question. That's a deep dive. It is. Um, well, first of all, cool to uh, WrestleMania or WWE or whatever it was that, you know. Wrestling folk. Wrestling, them wrestling people. Yeah. They um, did a main event, I think, with three female. Like, I do not I am so far removed from that. I think that, there I was no three idea. female wrestlers in the main event. Dylan cool. just texted me. Oh, nice. Us. Is, oh. is he in the Haunted Mansion? Is he going to do Vinny's voice? No, he just uh, had... The, something was delivered. Oh, how nice. So when we check on his cat... <laughs> pick up his package. Pick up his package. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the wrestling, which it's funny that he texts in the middle of a wrestling yeah. question. Um, so let's see. What video game or game studios you feel have properly highlighted female characters in addition to other minority or marginalized groups? I would say that I think video games are getting better <clears throat> At making sure that when you have a character creator, there is uh, a male and a female option, Mm -hmm. um, which is literally the very least they can do. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We have seen some cool games with um, cool female protagonists, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, like the Uncharted, the one that came after Uncharted Four that I don't remember. Yeah, it was the, name the it. it was like it was almost like a Far Cry New Dawn. Yeah. It was like a spinoff type. Um, and you know there have been a handful of others. And Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. where you can literally pick either or. And what yep. I liked what Assassin's Creed Odyssey did, and even I want to say the Mass Effect franchise to a degree, they did it as well with the romantic, yep, um, and love interest type storylines. Kind of went whichever which way. You can go whichever yep. which way. Do your thing. Um. Of course, Ubisoft kind of screwed the pooch at the end of that last yeah, DLC. They the tried real hard. They tr- but th- and that's I think that's what kind of pisses me off though about some uh, some people within my community in particular, uh, the LGBTQ community. Like very much part of it. That's cool. Like I'm all about standing up and speaking my mind. And right is right and wrong is wrong. Blah 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 blah. But when you have a company like Ubisoft, it's this massive, massive, yeah. massive company, and you get this game that is so clearly playing for – it's there for everybody, and you can tell They're a lot of thought went into this, yeah. and they, try, they tried so, 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 so hard. Yes, they dropped the ball, but it's almost like story-wise, overarchingly, like they kind of painted themselves into a corner, and maybe they just totally fumbled at the one yard line, fine. But you got to remember that ninety nine yard run they made up to that point. Yeah. Look at me talking about sports stuff, like <laughs> all the way up to that, all the way right there. They made it all the way. As, as annoying as it is to see somebody screw a play up like that, just remember exactly how far they ran before they dropped I don't it. Remember the last just time I heard on. this many sports metaphors? In, I know, like outside, like a strategic planning. You're meeting, welcome. I guess. Just saying. But, like, so you've clearly got these massive companies that are making strides and doing what they can. Is some of it pandering? Is some of them doing it for a buck? I'm sure. But really what needs... It's making money for all the right reasons, I guess. Really what needs to happen, I think, within video games is they really, really, really need to work on... I think in order to make this better, like, they've they've gotten to a point, and I'm very happy (laughs) that they've gotten to a point. And you have to give them props for getting to this point in the face of that capital G gamer. You know, every time they add, you know, a woman to a game, you know, oh, social justice warriors, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, if if they... Well, it's not... That's the thing. Like, the social justice warriors are like, they're like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh no, but and I'm saying got... the gamers, you know, saying that they only do it because oh, yeah, they're social yeah, yeah. justice warriors, yeah, yeah. you know. Um 
you know, if, if they hadn't added that, you know, the, the woman option to my game, they, they could have had more time to QA it. My game would have been less buggy. Seriously. Like, you know, shut up. <laughs> but really what they need to work on, I think, within the industry as a whole is they need to, now that they've gotten to this point, what they need to work on next is like leveling up the people that actually work at these studios. Because I guarantee you, if there had been someone who was LGBTQ on the Assassin's Creed team, they probably would have gone like, well, um, Hey, uh, you know, and so as long as the industry is heavily, heavily populated by straight white guys, it's going to be really hard to get representation right. And that's not to say that there aren't women. That's not to say there aren't, you know, people of color and all sorts of different things working in the industry. They 100% do. But for the most part, they do not work in positions of power within the industry. They do not work in management. They do not work as creative designers. Um, and when they do, like oftentimes they get Amy Hennig out, you know? Right. Um, and so that's the next thing they do. And I think if they can accomplish that, you're going to see a lot better representation in video games. Oh, yeah. And even further, like, it is populated by a bunch of straight white guys, for sure. 100%. But to see that they got a game like Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey at 98.3% yeah. right, or at least 98.3%, you know... One thing I will cool. say is that I think... They the, made it that far with that with that type of... Good on them, right? Yeah, good job. Yeah. So, And I think that the one nice thing is that most of the video game industry at least is very conscious <clears> of that <throat> and tends to lean in a direction where that kind of thing can happen, and that's right. great. And I think that we're going to see more changes when like the upper, upper echelons of yep. management start changing and like... Yep. Those old people, old start people dying die out. all the time. Seriously, can they just some of them just die faster? <laughs> God. Um, let's see what else. And equal da, da, da. oh, equalization of representation among everyone now versus then. It's better. It's a lot better. Yeah. So Way and better. it's getting better every day. Yep. Thank you for that question, Joe Kosla. Uh, Optimist Prime wants to know I, or says I just saw the news that Prince Harry wants to ban Fortnite. I don't know why I gave him that voice. <laughs> Uh, why do you think whenever a video game gets popular, there's always a call to ban it? I like to think that Optimus Prime is like, I don't know, like a 40s news reporter. Right. And he's probably sitting there going, wow, he got my voice just right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no I idea. So. Um, so, yeah, I saw this and I'm like, oh, Prince Harry, man, like you were the cool one. Like your older brother, man, he got your dad's looks and that sucks. Like you're the hot, hip, cool. You married you that smoking hot wife. Yeah. Like. You're cool, man. You married a TV star, man. And you want to ban Fortnite? And did you well, read? Well, let's get let's get real. He married a deal or no deal model. Whatever. Let's let's just let's let's not give her that much credit. She, I mean, she's beautiful and she, she's acted. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, whatever. Um, did you read why? Because it's he says that it's like addictive. It's created to be addictive. It's as, as addictive as drugs and alcohol. <sighs> <laughs> That's exactly what. That literally, that I read that and I literally just went. Oh, man. man, and what I I think what irritates me more about that it's I don't care if if somebody's going to call to ban a video game because it's happened a million times yeah. in the past it's going to keep on happening. It's when somebody that's as educated and as notable and as popular across every basically every walk of life. He's huge. When somebody like that, without a real background in this whole thing, says something like yeah. that, it does far more damage. Yep. That's that like somebody like him. Unfortunately, that's the way our world works. Celebrity carries way more weight than it should. When they say something like that without anything to back it up, yep. are there addictive qualities to video games? Can you get stuck in this life? Of course, style? you can. You can do that with anything. Yeah, but calling on a band of 
There's uh, always going to be people that look at something, especially something like a video game that does give you those little, you know, Oh yeah, those you know, little adrenaline boosts. Out, little, you know, yeah. yeah, it's great. Like I love video games. I play video games every chance I get, and I know that Hell, there are yeah. people that will avoid real life by playing video games. But that's not because they're addicted to video games. It's because real life always sucks more than video games. <laughs> right? You know, and, it, it has nothing to do with addiction. It has to do with that is an escape. And people, right. you know, some people get depressed and sleep all day. Some people get depressed and play video games all day. Right. You know, it's people it's, don't turn to drugs because. Because, well, okay, some people do try drugs because they're like, hey, that sounds like fun. Yeah. But most people turn to drugs because of other reasons. Because of other, other reasons. And if you're falling into that thing and becoming, quote unquote, addicted to something, yeah, there's a physical element to like things like drugs and alcohol and whatever, because you're actually putting something into your body that creates this necessity for your body to have it, to keep going. But even that is way less than people think it is. Right. Yeah. So, but... A lot of the times people are ending up in those situations because of something else going on in their life or because of some other thing that's being left untreated. So to say that a game causes this or the drug causes this, not drug thing, maybe, but overall, not necessarily. There's always a lot of the time another reason for people falling into that. I highly, highly, I've recommended this before. If this is something that interests you, go read the book Chasing the Scream. It will make you think about addiction in an entirely new way. I'm sure. It's very good. Um, so, and why do you think whenever a video game gets popular, there's always a call to ban it? Moral outrage. Yes. Moral panic. Because people... Mass hysteria. People need things to blame things on. I, there's actually a... Which really sucks because, man, it's Prince Harry. Yeah. There's another Ugh. game, um, another book I've read called... <clears throat> it's it's like a riff on Mortal Kombat. I think it's called Moral Combat, I think. It's really good. Um, I, I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. That actually does a really interesting um, take on this. And they said the problem with um, with these kind of panics is that someone will someone will put out a hypothesis that video games are addictive or that video games cause violence. And they'll do a study on it and, you know, whatever that study shows, all of a sudden they get more, you know, more money comes in to do more studies on this thing. And all of a sudden it becomes like an industry of people pumping out research that is often um, disingenuous, maybe. It's a whole it's a whole other economy that's now been created. So for researchers to yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting, and it's <clears throat> it's the exact same thing that happened with. I mean, it's been happening forever. It it happened with television. It happened with Dungeons and Dragons. It happened with you know rap music. It happened with every single generation has had at least one moral panic, if not multiple of them, and it happens all the time. And really, what you need to do is get better at recognizing them because. Just Get good. Just get good. <laughs> There's no easy mode for this, people. You have to <laughs> right? get good. Unless you pay $5 to the developer and they might give you a slider. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Optimist Prime, for that. All right. Turn down for what? Wants to know. Could you see games moving in the same direction movies did, from mostly physical to mostly digital, the way some movies have? Um, 
I, I should have read this one. I think the second half of that is actually yeah. what... How he, could that affect video game rentals? Oh, okay, got it. He actually like, got, a little, a he got a little a little, uh, little tip there from, from Joe Coleslaw. He, he helped f- fill out this question. So, oh, okay. We, you know, we've talked about could games go from digital or physical to digital. Yeah, going out to like a red box or whatever. I mean, it's already 40 or 50% of people buy their games oh, yeah. digitally. Um this, I think, was actually a very interesting idea, though, is that could something like Stadia make video game demos easier um, or video game rentals easier where you could literally say, OK, hey, you have access to this game for the next three days. It's four dollars. Click start your oh, timer absolutely. now. How awesome. Like I haven't rented a game in. Well, well actually, that's, a, not, that's not true. I do have Gamefly. I'm like, you got Gamefly. <laughs> so, but Gamefly is a little different than going to Blockbuster and renting a game or going to Redbox and renting a game. Um, I mean, first of all, we'd have to drive to what, Bend to rent a game from Blockbuster? Right. But, uh, like, I don't, I don't go to Redbox and rent games very often or ever. Um, I don't think their selection's great. I think it's overly expensive for what you get. But if someone was like, hey, do you want to try, you know, what do you think about X game? And I could rent it for three days off Stadia. Oh, that'd absolutely. be awesome. Pay five bucks, you know, four bucks. And then maybe that five buck gets applied to the game if you buy it. That to me could revolutionize like that video game rental um, industry. I'm going to say industry, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people do it. <clears throat> so um, I think that's a great model for developers to be able to get the games out or to say hey you know our demo of this game is just the game you can play the first hour go i mean how awesome would that be that any game any game on stadia you could try it for an hour or 45 minutes before you bought it definitely how awesome would that be that would be super cool yeah i think there's a huge amount of possibility there that could really could make the technology even more valuable than i think the technology is going to be okay all right thank you for that question uh, turn down for what? All right, Angel Girl. <laughs> what was yeah, that? Like, I don't know. Uh, okay, Angel Girl. Angel Girl. Which game's story has stayed with you through the years? Like the Steely Dan song? Oh, you're going to go somewhere different. I don't even know. Um, which game's story has stayed with you through the years? I mean, wow. So many games. Bioshock. Oh, God, Bioshock's a good one. Yeah, spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it if you've never played it, but, I mean, it's also been, what, 12 years, so. That's a good game, though. Really, really, really good, game. good game. And the twist to that, the story's great, It's and it's and it's almost just such a sad twist yeah. at the same time. It's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so that was a good one, for sure. Um, I know you didn't finish it or like it, um, but Red Dead Redemption 2 story. Um, That's what and a lot Red of Dead Redemption's say. story, and, honestly. And to be honest, whenever I have a f- spare, you know, 65 hours. 60, 80 hours, put that one down. I've thought about jumping back into that just because I keep hearing so many good things. And also, I've really gotten into the the loop of Far Cry New Dawn. Yeah. So I feel like if the more I get it into It does have loops, a similar kind of loop, yeah. I could, I could, I could get into that. Yeah. You so. just need to push through to Chapter 4. That's just push okay. through. Um, I hear that Far Cry 3's story was actually really good. Or I've heard at least, 3 and 4 are pretty good. Yeah, or at least the uh, the main baddie yeah. in Far Cry 3 was one of the more memorable ones. Is, uh, is Ori a game that like story-wise really worked for you, or is it more the... So I won't say necessarily the story of it, because the story was great. It, yeah. was, it was a cute little story, but just the emotional beats that that mm-hmm. game hit, and uh, especially with the music. Yeah. 
and just the cinematic quality of some of those in between scenes. Yeah. I don't want to say cut scenes, but yeah, no, I get you though. It was just it was really really well done. Music in particular. Um, Firewatch was a game that really stuck with me. Um, what remains of Edith Finch? Really, like, I good. think there's those, that yeah those narrative games. There's that section in the middle with where her brothers at the fish factory <clears throat> that like it's just so I sad. I think about that all the time. So sad. Like it, I th- literally think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Um, you know, and a game that was pretty light on story, but at the same time still managed to tell a really compelling story about loneliness was Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Yeah. It's it was a free game on PlayStation Plus a year or two ago. Yeah. Um it was upgraded or at least the PS4 Pro kind of puts it's 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 a beautiful game the music in that game and the final like the final scene. Mm-hmm. Um w- is one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. And what I would love is for that da- game to get VR support. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like a, a catch-22 because in VR, that game would be astounding. But with the fidelity of the PSVR visor, yeah. you would lose so much. And that game is beautiful. Yeah, I music the music too is the just music's really good. I've played like maybe good. the first hour and a half of that, and not that I couldn't get into it, but like I played the first hour and a half and then got pulled into something else. You know, there was something else yeah. I wanted to play more than that, so I need to go back and, and finish that. It's a pretty short game, isn't it? Six hours, five hours? Oh, maybe. I yeah. think I I think I worked through it in about four. Yeah, I need it's to short. I need to finish that out. Um, that was that's please do it. It's just so yeah. good. Um, also, um. Even though there's not much of a... It, that's the thing. It's like... It's not so much that there's a story that's being told. It's... I guess it's more just like these emotions are being conveyed. So when you play something like Abzu yeah. or uh, Journey... Yeah. Journey in particular. Because in the story is you're just trying to climb this mountain. You're just trying to get to the top of this mountain. And there's no voices. There's no nothing. But the music and the actual journey that you go on is just so... It's so rewarding and fulfilling just doing these things. So I played Journey for the first time relatively recently, like in the last, say, six mm-hmm. months. Um, and I, I'm not sure it happened to me because I, I don't remember. Um, but do you remember the little the little like person that comes along and yeah. talks with you? Did you know that that's another person? Yes. I did not know yes. that. And I think that is the coolest thing in the world. And yep. I'm really <clears throat> kind of bummed I didn't know that before. Um, or it could be a host of different people. Like, yeah. Um, and I, I wish really I'd cool. known that. And I kind of want to go back and play Journey again and, like, be that person for somebody else. Right. Um, what a what a cool game. Because, yeah, because in the way they did I'd like to know how they do that because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just, like, they randomly just show up no and idea. they figure, I, yeah. But that I, was that's a cool thing. I met the developer of that game but didn't realize she was the developer of that game. And I, oh, I very much regret m- missing that opportunity to mm-hmm. <laughs> talk to her about that. But very what, cool. what do you do? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Angel Girl. Those are some of the games that have kind of stuck with us. And I don't. I, I guess more traditional games. Can we think of any like you know from previous generations? Because these are all fairly new games that have come out in this generation or the tail end of the last generation. I don't. Th- <clears throat> I don't think it was as much of a focus yeah. on. I mean, there was game story wise, like you know, Final Fantasy series. You know, yeah, any of those RPGs or JRPGs, there was an emphasis on the story. But outside of that, everything was fairly... Final Fantasy 3, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Wing Commander 5, I okay. want to say, was one that... It was, a, it was a game that had a bunch of FMV in it, oddly mm-hmm. enough. And that one really stuck with me for a long time. There's uh, Malcolm McDowell's in it, <laughs> um, oddly enough. So is Mark Hamill, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's been... 
20 years now, so I don't really remember it. Malcolm McDowell, I think, hangs himself at the end of it. Oh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> um, and I remember that being really, really impactful. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think there were games that told good stories 20 years mm-hmm. ago, but I think that recently you've seen a, a really big uptick in hiring writers to, you know, 20 years ago, yeah, sure, maybe there was a couple of games that had writers, but a lot of time it was like, hey, so you're going to do... You're going to be the guy the, who makes the beep, boop, boop, beeps. Yeah, the graphics and the, the story, like you've written before, he's like, well, I mean, like in high school, sure. Um, <laughs> whereas now you're actually hiring writers for right. video games. Oh, you wrote so. for the high school yearbook. Uh-huh. You wrote the ads on page 342. Yeah, uh, yeah you can write the yep. this intro. Anyway. Exactly. Uh, cool. So there you go. Thank you, Angel Girl. All right, to wrap up the questions from everybody, Eddie Spaghetti has another round of this or that. (laughs) What? It's good. What? I need to pull up. Oh, wait, are these, okay, so do we pick a this or? So, okay, so the way this works is, so we will pick one of these things for uh, every line in this this thing. Okay, are these matchups of these versus these, or these are like? Your preference of this versus your preference of that. So you have to pick one and the other one goes away forever. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, Done. So I need to find Adam, I need to find Dylan's. Uh, oh, did Dylan do this already? Dylan did it already. So I need to get, maybe he text, maybe he actually sent it to me this way. Oh my so, goodness. I don't know. I will find him. So go ahead and, and, and let's get this started. All right. So and let's then. go ahead and do this. To kick things off, this or that, puppies or Luigi? Puppies? Yeah, 100% Duh. puppies. I'm sorry, Luigi. You've had a couple of all right games. One in particular was pretty good, but it's all about Mario. It's all about. Yeah. Well, and I mean, just like. And puppies. Puppies. Puppies yeah, always need to be a thing. So. Uh, do we have Dylan's yet? Uh, his was puppies, but I, for the life of me, can't figure out where he sent it to me. Okay. So it was 100% puppies. Though. I'm sure. All right. Nintendo. Oh, here we go. Yeah. N64 so. controller or Bruce Lee? Um. Oh. So I'm I'm Bruce Lee because the N64 controller wasn't anything. I loved that thing. Really? Yeah, I did. I really liked it. All right. But, you know, I, okay, I'm going to go with Bruce Lee just because he, mm, we, I mean, he had So one much, thing I will tell you is the yeah. way this round works is there will be a round apparently next week and so on and so forth. Eventually these things will fight other things. It's a bracket. Oh. So um, two of the three of us have to agree. So if... if Let's say, so I chose Bruce Lee. I'm choosing Bruce Lee. Then the N64 controller goes away because only Dylan chose that. Did he choose yeah. that? Wow. So that's weird because he said that was a. I thought he said that was a garbage controller. His uh, <clears throat> his uh, reasoning for that is that the N64 is a trident, and apparently that's meaningful. Well, I mean, I killed a guy with a trident once. I mean, Poseidon, yo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, George Washington versus Thanos Snap. Um, I'm going to go with Thanos Snap. I'm going to go with George Washington um, yeah. because, I mean, like, that's a 50-50. That means one of us disappears, Adam. George Washington What owns, if it's me? <laughs> George Washington owned slaves and had wooden teeth, and he chopped down a tree and lied about it. Thanos killed 50% of everyone. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say if the galaxy is as full of things and stuff as Thanos believes, I'm probably going to go ahead and say half of them are probably garbage. None of them on this planet. Well... A few of them on the <laughs> um, He killed Spider-Man, dude. Yeah, I mean, but kind of a cocky teenager. I'm just kidding. I, I'm just going to go with Thanos Snap just because if there's a Thanos out there and he happens to be listening to this podcast, maybe he'll have mercy on me when the snap happens. I'll be okay. No, it's totally random, man. No one knows. <laughs> well, Thanos could have killed himself. Uh, 
Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know, maybe the glove thing protects you. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm just excited I for the I chose George Washington. Movie. Me too. God, I'm, I'm just so excited. excited. Do you have tickets yet? I have got tickets for Monday mm-hmm. after opening weekend uh, in the Dolby Cinema. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, I also George Wa- chose George Washington. And? Um, and so did Dylan. Uh, uh, Dylan's th- reasoning is, is what... Uh, what of the bills is Thanos on? So, you know, George Washington's on the $1 bill. My thought was, is we should put him on the $20 bill because even though Thanos actually, you know, killed, you know, 50% of people, he's still a better person than Andrew Jackson. So <laughs> true. True. All right. Oh man, I know what's going to win this. And that really sucks. Master chief or gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Did you choose gummy bears? Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I think Dylan did too. Oh, sweet! Because you know why they're bouncing here and there and everywhere. Um, Dylan's reasoning was that if you covered gummy bears in chocolate, you get muddy bears. Yes. Um, I'm not a big fan of of gummy bears dipped in chocolate, but I love cinnamon bears dipped in chocolate. So oh, see, no, no. Have no. you had them? Nope. Yep. Oh, nope. they're so no. good. I don't, no. I don't think gummy bears work. They're too chewy. But anyways, gummy bears are, are you know, fine. Um, I like them a lot more than... Wait, isn't a cinnamon bear a gummy bear? It's just a cinnamon-flavored gummy bear? No, like the big ones. Like the like the, the ones that are like an inch and a half high that are cinnamon. They're red. What are they made out of? Is it a cookie? It's, no, it's gummy. I mean, they're oh, gummy that's... too. But they're like a different consistency than gummy bears. Like gummy bears are kind of chewy and, and mm-hmm. you can bite these. Go to, go to Winco. I don't want to. I don't like... I, I like cinnamon, but I don't like... I don't know why I say it. I'll buy some. You can okay. eat some. They're delicious. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, Sorry, Master Chief. I mean, Master Chief's fine. Bye, dude. Um, Vinny's probably real sad. It's whatever. I'd, I'd rather have gummy bears. I mean, who, who even plays Halo? Um, you know. Anyway, so I think I think our... Uh, so puppies are a winner. Bruce Lee is a winner. George Washington is a winner. And gummy bears are a winner. Sweet. So, yeah. Well, there you it's, go. That's maybe the most random this or that I've ever done. That's just... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for all the questions. If you've got questions or comments or just little what ifs, make sure you uh, check us out on Discord at uh, bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. All right, let's wrap it up with some cheap free games. We've got some coming your way. First, we start with a Humble Bundle that you can always pick up through our affiliate link at bitemepodcast.com slash Humble. We'll get a little kickback and thank you for your support for going through there. Uh, first is the Humble Humongous Entertainment Bundle, $224 worth of awesome stuff, and you can start getting that stuff for as little as a dollar. This is like a way throwback to when I worked at Software Etc. What? Um, so these are all of the humongous games, so the Putt-Putt games, the uh, Freddy Fish games, Pajama Sam, Spy Fox, there was a billion of these. They're all like edutainment titles. I am so not buying these. No, you should absolutely not buy these. But if you are a gamer with a PC and you have kids that are probably, I'm going to say between like the ages of like five and 10, five and 12, um, these are really, really, really fun games. And you can get, I mean, the $1 tier is 12 games. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the, Average, which right now is $11, gives you an extra three, six, nine games. So that's 20 games for $10, $10, or you can pay $14 and get three, six, nine, 12, 15 more games. So for like 15 bucks, you can get like 50 edutainment titles. Why not? Um, and they're, they're all really cool. So, I mean, these, if you grew up playing these, you'll remember them fondly, I'm sure. Um, and your kids will love them too. So that's a, that's a really good. That's a really good set of games if really you've got deal. young kids. Do it. All right. So if you are one of the few people who own an Xbox One S or an Xbox One or an Xbox One X. An or, Xbox. Or if, yeah, if you have an Xbox um, 
and you don't have Game Pass or or a PC or a PC because they've yeah. got yeah, yeah. Um, you need it because it's literally the best value in gaming and it's it's the Netflix of video games done right yep. at least for the for the right now for right now's um, unbelievable deal at ten dollars a month right now you can get three months for a dollar yeah and I think this is it's it's very much not for people that are currently <laughs> subscribing so you can't pay them a buck and like add three right. months onto the end. Um, I don't know. I know if you are not a subscriber, you can get the deal right now. Right. Um, I'm not sure if you were on it and then left, if you can come back for a dollar. I'm not 100% sure on that one. I don't have any way of checking. Yeah, just look at the fine print before you jump yeah. on the deal. But It if, tells you very explicitly. Yeah, but so. if you have an Xbox and you don't have Game Pass or you just want to try and save some money, look it up, check it out. Uh, it's just just do it. I mean, you could always. And the you, games they add are just insane. There are These are so games. many great games. Every single month, I go and I'm like, oh man, there's like five new games that I want to play that I don't have time for. So now, have we talked about exactly what happens when games go away from the service? So like, if I downloaded a game and I've got it saved locally, yeah, it does it send like a check to yeah. the system to check for a license yeah. that might so be active? So once they're gone, they're gone. And they're just non-playable yep. anymore. Yep, they oh, go man. away. Um, they do if you know they're usually pretty good about telling you that it's going to oh, go yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, because there's um, a couple of games that are coming up to expire that I'm like, well, I've got that one, I've got that one, yeah. I really want to play it. So finish them fast, or okay. you can get like a 20, 25%, sometimes even more discount on them if you want to purchase them. Um, well, I don't, that's the whole point. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to purchase so them. I right get now, it. So I get it. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, all right, it's a great over. Deal. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Game Pass, three months, one dollar. Do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't have the Epic Store downloaded and installed on your machine yet, well, maybe you should because every month or every couple of weeks, every month, uh, every two two weeks, I believe. Okay, uh, they've got a new game and it's free for you. And yeah. right now, it's been free everywhere else a thousand times over. So if you don't have it already, you should get it. It's called The Witness. Uh, super creative, puzzly, first person y kind of game. It's really interesting. It's yeah. a, it's by uh, the guy who did Braid. Jonathan Blow, um, the guy who did Braid. Mm-hmm. And it's it, like any game, like Braid was too. Like the game might be a little more intellectual than, or pretend to be a little more intellectual than it actually is. And sometimes it's just like. It's hard. It's really hard, real hard. But it's really fun. And it's actually a pretty good game to, it's a single player game, but it's a good game to like couch co op with people because different people. Um, look at things different ways and so often can help creatively solve the puzzles. Um, it, the game was 40 bucks for years and years and years and I really wanted to do it and did not want to pay $40 for it. I think I eventually bought it on sale at like mm-hmm. 25 and now it's been a, a Xbox game. It's that was one a, of those games yeah. where uh, when it was coming, when it was upcoming and it was hyped, it was like yeah. pre-order it, da-da-da-da-da. And you yeah. know, I am the king of pre-orders and I love a good did puzzle pre-order game. pre-order it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I pre-ordered it because all I heard was puzzle. Yep. And I love puzzle games. Yeah. Love them. I had no idea. The, and this is the thing. Like every game or every puzzle in this game is a variation on the same kind of puzzle. It's it's a grid. It's a thing that's in front of you. And whether it's fitting shapes or shadows or lines yeah. or drawing paths or doing these things, it's all Variations based on the, on the same theme. kind of thing. It actually makes it a very hard game to go away from and get back into. Oh, yeah. Because Cause there's an element. There's, there's like a rhythm that you find uh-huh. in these games and you know what to look for and you know the yep. things to ex- kind of expect. I should really... I'd like to finish it, but I probably never will. I should really just like watch. Two hundred eighty uh, puzzles. I think it's more than that. I think it's like four hundred. See, there's just yeah. I probably should just I watch found someone like play fifty Kor- Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild. And there's <laughs> you're not going to solve the four hundred puzzles. I'm not going to solve yeah, four hundred. I should puzzles. probably just watch someone do a let's play of it. That'd be good. It's a good game that though. Would be good. Beautiful game. Yeah. Beautiful. I took so many really screenshots cool. of that game. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. 
All right, so there is that. And then over in the world of small bites, right now, uh, you heard about a lot of people. Didn't people get like really pissed off when they announced this? Uh, I think that was actually the Diablo I, game. I'm thinking, yeah, the Diablo game. They probably game. were mad about People get mad about everything, Adam. Uh, rage gamers. Yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls Blades is available now for everyone on your preferred app store. I believe. Uh, Apple and Android, I believe. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. It's supposed to be really good. <clears throat> yeah, I actually downloaded it this morning because I was like, oh, it's there it is. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, it requires a Bethesda Net account, which I know I have, but I can't remember what I used <laughs> to log into it. And I'm like, please send me your password reset to the email I know I used. Well, it hasn't sent me one. <laughs> and when I try and log in or when I try and, like, I need to change my yeah. email address, they're like, sorry, that email address is in use. Well, send me the effing password reset. <laughs> Probably so can get every one of their dogs trying to reset. I mean, when, why would you need a Bethesda account? When was the last time you needed a Bethesda account? I don't know. So probably everyone's doing it. It's just Great. It's probably, the yeah. system's like, we don't know what to do. You'll get it tomorrow morning. Emails. All right. Is that it? That is it. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, that. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, make sure you, uh, what, what do I want to say? You what want, should we talk about? You should uh, you should subscribe to our podcast. Yes, That's what I would that. recommend. Go to bitemepodcast.com. I hear it's pretty good. It's, it's new. Bad. It's a little bit, not new, but it's a little <laughs> shinier. I've done some stuff. Um, subscribe to our podcast um, because that would be cool. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at facebook.com slash bitemepodcast and twitter.com slash bite me podcast you can join our facebook group please do there's only 44 people and i would like to make th- it's fun i'd like there to be 45 or 46 <laughs> facebook.com slash group slash bite me podcast i think um <laughs> you know what just go to fa- just go to google type in bite me podcast all one word yeah if you want or whatever or three words or whatever and it's literally the first page and a half is yeah. going to be everything you can link to yeah. You know, on our site, on our Facebook, blah, 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 blah. So do that. We do okay. Yeah. And also make sure you go to patreon.com if you would like to help throw some cash our way. Want to make it rain a little bit for us. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, uh, patreon.com slash bite me podcast. And yes. I think that is it. I'm going to try and do more streaming on the mixer, a West prod on there. If you'd like to uh, check that out, follow me, whatever. I'm the same name. I'm, I'm a West prod everywhere. PSN, Xbox, Twitch, Twitter, uh, uh, mixer, Xbox. I already said that. Um, <laughs> Nintendo Switch. No, yeah, no, no. Maybe. That's a friend code. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. All right. That's that. Um, bite me. Bite. Bite who? Yeah. You yeah, bite.